Hey everybody, this is Paul and Taylor Johnson with the Bible Revival Podcast. We're so excited for our second episode. Um, last week, if you haven't listened to it, head back and listen to it. It was called Carried by His Word. And we just shared stories and um, ways that the Word of God has really carried us through our life from teenagers to first years of marriage to now. Um, yeah, it was really powerful to go back through and think about how the Word of God has carried us through so many seasons. So today we're going to be talking about being convicted by His Word. And if you've never been convicted by His Word, you probably haven't read it. <laughs> um, have you ever been convicted by His Word, honey? Oh, constantly. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why when people ask me, why is your preaching so challenging? I tell them because... When I read the Word of God, I'm always challenged. Of course, yeah. I'm encouraged mm -hmm. and comforted, but the Word of the Lord is its challenging. It calls us higher. So yeah, in discussing the conviction of the Holy Spirit, like every episode, we want to launch from a passage of Scripture. So today we're in 1 Thessalonians 1, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 5. Paul is going to make a comment and kind of summarize his gospel. Um, his letter to the Thessalonians is, it's a church he's very proud of that he planted in Acts 17. We see that Paul that is preaching uh, in Thessalonica was growing and um, it was very prominent and crowds were gathering and he was very proud of the saints in Thessalonica and their response to the word of God. Listen to what he says in 1 Thessalonians 1.5. He says, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. Verse 6 says, You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation and with the joy of the Holy Spirit. So I love this passage because Paul is summarizing his gospel and saying it's not just in word. So the gospel isn't just a set of words. It's not just information. It's not just a good story. The gospel is spiritual in nature, and it's powerful because it's anointed by the Holy Spirit when it's preached. And the gospel that they shared was not just in word, but in power. So the Holy Spirit is the power of God. When we receive the Holy Spirit, Acts 1.8, it says, Power shall come upon you. You'll receive that power because the Holy Ghost is living inside of you. And so the Holy Spirit anoints his gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ with power. And I love this mark here. He says, with full conviction. Now, I think many people experience conviction in their life, but it's not a full conviction, meaning that conviction doesn't ultimately accomplish what God sent it for. So when we experience conviction by the Holy Spirit through the word of God, God is trying to transform us. He's touching our character. He's shaping something inside of us. He's addressing sin or character flaws or things that need to shift. He's trying to bring us into alignment with his word and with his will. So conviction is a very beautiful powerful thing. Conviction is something that we need in our lives. Actually, if you're not experiencing the conviction of the Word of God, the conviction of the Spirit, you might not be born again. 
You might be following your own thoughts. You might be your own God, quite literally, where when we're following the conviction of the Holy Spirit and we're listening to the Lord, we're allowing Him to breathe His Word and His truth and His will into our lives. And so when we think about being fully convicted, I like to think about conviction like a seed. And when it's planted in good soil, it produces the fruit of repentance. So God sends conviction by his word to lead us to repentance. That's full conviction. But half conviction or partial conviction is when we we feel, we, we hear the truth, but our heart is not good soil. And ultimately, it doesn't lead to repentance. It can lead to uh, condemnation or even offense. And we're not transformed. And so we want to respond in full conviction to the Word of God. And in sharing today, we wanted to just unpack and and open up about our lives. You know, last week, Taylor, you did such an amazing job talking about being carried by God's Word and how the Lord has ministered to you. I mean, I know your tears blessed many. We're already so encouraged by the feedback, by the responses, by the people reaching out. Uh, Those of you that have already liked the podcast, subscribed and rated it, thank you so much. Please keep that up and share this with your friends. But we were talking about being carried by the Word and now in thinking about the conviction of the Word of God. Tay, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I mean, one verse that has really convicted me over even just the past year is Psalm 32, 8 and 9. And it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Love that. So good. Mm. Then verse 9, (laughs) do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by a bit or a bridle or they will not come to you. Mm. I just felt like the Lord really highlighted that verse to me and was like, do not be like the horse or the mule that have to be controlled and pulled in the direction that they need to go because they have no understanding. And I even just wrote in a little note out to the side of my Bible and It says, allow the Father to break your spirit in the right place. Do not resist him. And, you know, I think through that verse, the Lord was just showing me that I believed that every part of my life was on the altar, that he had every part of my life, but some major things started shifting and changing. And I was like, oh, uh, everything but that, everything but that. And the Lord was showing me like, you need to follow me and willingly follow me. And the Lord was really just convicting a heart posture in my life that, that I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to follow the Lord. Like I'm going to do what he says, but I was not having a good attitude about it. And the Lord was saying like, you need to change your heart posture towards Mm -hmm. me and be following me willingly and allow me to lead you and guide you without you resisting every step of the way. Well, come on. I'm feeling convicted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As I reflect on God convicting me through his word, you know, we, we've been opening up more about the last two years about our journey and our story about, Um, the devastating hysterectomy of um, surrendering 
the burying the dream of of having more biological children of um, pops my dad's cancer journey and uh, just the difficulty that comes with church planting and all the things that we've been walking through um, and I, I think about being convicted about wanting to quit yeah um, you know it's funny I, I remember just a couple of years into the church plant and um, shout out to my brother Jeremiah um, those of you that listen on Mark for Eternity when we're together there, um, I, I would think about how I watched him uh, plant the church down in Florida at Heart of the Father and his efforts down there to lay foundation and get that thing going, along with uh, Barry and so many other wonderful people laboring together to see God move in Lakeland. And I remember thinking that, like, man, he really struggled with wanting to quit. And this is like a couple years into the church plant journey here in Indiana. And I was like, man, I, I, ha- I don't really relate to that. Uh, boy, that's not true anymore. Um, that was just pride yep. in my heart. Uh, that was just me living by the strength of my own soul. And um, the waves that we have experienced have wanted to swallow us up. Mm-hmm. And um, we felt overwhelmed. Um, we have realized that... Sometimes in order to break through, you have to break down. And I feel like we've lived that one. And so um, just a a verse of scripture that comes to mind is a a pretty common one of Galatians 6, 9. It says, let us not lose heart in doing good for in due time we'll reap if we don't grow weary. And if you go back a couple of verses, Paul writes, don't be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever you sow, you reap. And so I think about in sowing to the Spirit, God um, causes us to reap grace, to endure, and to persevere. But when we sow to the flesh, when we choose to grumble or to complain or to give in, that um, weariness can overtake us. And so I think it's important uh, for our listeners to understand that if God has called you to something and He's really placed His hand on your life, There is going to be difficulty. You are going to have hardship. Um, Those who live for the Lord, who live for righteousness, all those who are are godly will suffer persecution, Paul told Timothy. So I just want to encourage you that if you're um, suffering, if you're struggling, if you're enduring or you're persevering, um, that you would uh, really lean into the Lord and allow Him to refresh you and to carry you, but also to convict you in your heart about sowing to the Spirit. If you are weary, one of the ways we can sow to the Spirit is by resting in the Lord Mm -hmm. and by abiding in Him. Tay, I know that's your word for 2023 is abiding. Um, So often when we're weary, we feel the temptation to strive the most and to uh, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps or suck it up or put it in another gear. And that only works to further exhaust you where there's a a realm, there's a a place where you get to of just a crossroads of trusting and releasing control, uh, releasing your your story, releasing your future, releasing your finances to the Lord, all of those things where that trust activates God's grace and brings refreshment to our souls. Can you relate to that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think as I just think about you know, I'm processing what about the word of God has convicted me. You know, I think we can think about 
almost more towards discipline, like how has the Lord disciplined me? But I think about all the convictions that we get from the Word of God. I mean, our conviction about the Word of God, what the Word of God says is what leads us to parent the way that we do, what leads us to function in our marriage the way that we do, leads us to how we resolve conflict, leads us to how we lead the, lead our father's house with our leadership team and mm-hmm. all these things. Like, uh, the conviction that comes through the word convicts every part of our life, but we have to have the word inside of us to have those convictions. And, you know, I think, you know, what we let in to our souls and into our spirits really causes a lens of what we see things through. And, you know, I was even just thinking about talking about parenting, like what we allow in our kids' lives comes through a conviction about what the word says. And as we feast on the word, our sensitivity to the voice of God, because we're understanding it through his written word. Okay, this is how the Lord speaks. This is, these are the things he says. We start becoming more and more sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So even just lately, I felt like the Lord um, pricked my heart about a little show that our boys were watching. And there was nothing like outright just like, oh, this is sinful or evil. We're very, very cautious about what our kids watch. Um, Our oldest really does not like anything scary at all. If someone even talks mean, he's like, turn it off. (laughs) So we're not watching creepy stuff. We're not watching um, scary things. But the Lord, I just felt this prick in my heart. And this was a little show that our kids loved. And they, um, it was one of their favorite show at the time. And I just felt like over and over the Holy Spirit being like, don't do it. Like, don't let them watch it. And I'm like, in my natural mind, I was like, well, I don't see what's wrong with it. Like, I can't find anything wrong with this show. And, but the conviction of the Holy Spirit that I've come to learn his voice through reading the word of God would not let go. Yeah. And So I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, even if you don't understand in your natural mind why your boy shouldn't be watching this, it is sin to you to let them keep watching it because I have told you that they need to not be watching it. So our convictions come from the word and then we become um, tuned in to the Holy Spirit's voice and the convictions, I feel like, even grow from that point. They become, maybe a better word is like more specific. Like the Holy Spirit is able to lead and guide us through his voice and things that we could miss if we're not open to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Right. He applies the word in particular ways for us that are practical. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. I think, too, you know, hopefully what you're getting, guys, out of these first two episodes is that the Word of God is everything, yeah. that the Word of God is is where we base our uh, life. It's, it's our final authority for uh, all practices, for everything that we say and do should be based out of the Word of God. You know, it's, it's living a life that's convicted uh, by the scriptures, you know, I think about even like our church planting journey, right? Well, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of people when it comes to the church just literally make stuff up. Yeah, They just do whatever. We look at culture, we get influenced by what other people are doing and what sells or what draws a crowd and our motives are wrong because we don't want to build according to the scriptures. And so I look at like Acts 2, And when Peter preaches and it says they were pierced to the heart in verse 37 of Acts 2, that's conviction. 
Yeah. Peter preaches and says, this Jesus whom you crucified. And they, they respond, the crowd responds to Peter with a question like, what do we have to do? Mm-hmm. Tell us what we have to do to be saved. They're pierced and they want to respond rightly to God. I think this is a picture of when you are pierced to the heart, when you are cut, when you hear God's word, you can hear his word through your children, through even strangers. You can hear it through the preaching and teaching of the word of God. You can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking within you, convicting you of something. Don't ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit. Don't ignore the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the paraclete, but listen and yield to his conviction. And so if you just look at like Acts 2, 37 through 47, if you take what you see of the early church, just observations of what they did, there are at least 15 things that you can note of the church. Well, that becomes our base or our conviction of this is how church should be done, right? So if Acts 2.42 says they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer, well... (laughs) What should we be devoted to? This isn't a mystery. We Mm -hmm. should be devoted to apostolic teaching, to fellowshipping with one another, Mm -hmm. to breaking bread, which is not eating meals, by the way. The breaking of the bread is communion. It's taking the Lord's Supper, his body and his blood, and to prayer. We should be devoted to those things because then later in the passage, it says they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people. So we want the power and the presence of the New Testament church, but we have to be willing to sacrifice, to lay our lives down and to be convicted by the word of God. You know, even like when it comes to fellowship, I like to say that there are people that fellowship out of conviction Mm -hmm. and people that fellowship out of convenience. And unfortunately, most of our gatherings are fellowship out of convenience. We don't want to make the sacrifice in order to fellowship. We don't want to change our priorities in our life to be rightly oriented to, I want to value what God values. I want to love what he loves. I want to be involved and invested in the things that he wants me to be involved and invested in because I'm submitted to his lordship. Mm -hmm. I'm committed to living my life his way, to doing church God's way, to submitting to the wisdom of God. And so that's just one practical example of the word of God convicting us and showing us, hey, this is how we should live. This is how we should speak. I mean, recently I've been convicted by the words of Jesus in the gospel saying that you're going to give an account for every careless word you say. I'm like, well, I I like to be funny and I like to to make people laugh. And sometimes I blurt stuff out in an instant. I I mean, it's not, it's not really like, I'm not cussing. I'm not, but it's just, I'm trying to get a rise or get a reaction. It's like, you know, the Lord's just reminding me, hey, you're going to give an account for yeah. all that stuff. So True. I'm like, well, I better better clean things up a bit and make sure that <laughs> this is really righteous humor. You know, yeah. I, I feel like that's a conviction of, hey, out of my mouth, my heart is revealed, what I'm meditating on, what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. Um, you know, so often when I preach, I just blurt stuff out. So I have to keep my life pure. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time I'm like, oh, no, here he goes. <laughs> but... Yeah, I just want to encourage, if you're listening to this, I feel like the Lord wants to say to you, get a conviction for your life. Like, what is the Lord asking of you? 
something that we are saying constantly right now is hear and obey. Hear and obey. And I think we might have even talked about that on the last episode. But what we're saying about that is hear what the Father's saying and then obey it and not overcomplicating it. So get in the Word, learn the voice of God, then get in the prayer closet and listen to the voice of God mm-hmm. and ask Him what He's asking of you. What does What is He wanting out of your life? He wants relationship with you. 100% absolutely. That's yes. the basis. But he is asking something of you. He does have a plan for your life. Yes. He does want to use your life for his glory. And that is should be exciting to us. And we should not want to miss out on what the Lord created us for. You know, the word says that he knit us in, his, in our mother's wombs and that he has plans and purposes for us. This should make something come alive in us and us want to search the heart of God yes. and ask like, okay, I was created for such a time as this. What am I created for? What are you wanting me to do? And then not being stubborn like the horse or the mule Mm -hmm. that has to be controlled by the bit, but being submitted to the Father and saying, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. And this takes so much humility because we have to lay down our expectations of what our life is going to look like. Yes. I mean, guys... I did not think I would live in Indiana. <laughs> I mean, the first time Paul told me that he was from Avon, Indiana, I was like, like the makeup company? Like, what are you talking about? I've never even heard of this place. It's in, you know, the middle of nowhere. Not really. We're really just outside of Indianapolis, but I had never heard of it. And I had to lay down what I wanted for my life. Would I rather live by the beach? Yes. Yes. It's like... 20 degrees here all winter praise the lord (laughs) like we are where the father has asked us to be and even though in our flesh it might not be where we want to be i would never ever 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 want to be outside of the will of god yeah so if this is where the lord has us until the day that we die Thank you, Jesus, yes, because Lord. I want to be where you want me to be, and I want to be walking in what you have for me. I want to have the relationships that you want me to have, Lord. I want to be walking with the people that you have for us, and so we have to lay down mm-hmm. what we think, and I know the Indiana thing is funny, but you know, even when we had to lay down having more children, like I had to trust the Lord that he was going to carry us through, that he was going to use it for his glory. You know, everything that we thought our life would look like, we have to lay it on the altar. Mm -hmm. And some of it might remain the same, but you have to at least give it to the Lord and place your life, your friends, your spouse, your job, your kids on the altar. So good. You go, girl. Let's get it. Somebody get her a microphone. Taylor can preach, y'all. Those at our father's house know that. A mm. um, couple final comments about conviction just so we can uh, wrap this up because next week we want to talk to you all about uh, the difference between conviction and condemnation yeah, for sure. and uh, help you differentiate that because I know a lot of people really struggle with that. And mm-hmm. of course, we want to live a life pleasing to the Lord. But um, just a, a couple final thoughts so we have everything. We've kind of touched every base. So. So everybody's clear. Conviction is something to cherish. 
Mm. You don't want to reject it. You don't want to ignore it. Mm -hmm. You experiencing conviction as the Father's faithfulness, it, it means that he's drawing you. Actually, if you were in sin and you are not experiencing conviction, it could mean that you've been turned over to a depraved mind. Yeah. So the fact that you're being convicted is a beautiful thing. Yeah. But where conviction fades, complacency and apathy grow. So we want to cherish conviction. We want it to grow in our lives. But I want to give a word of warning to some of you. Um, of course, don't ignore conviction in your, in your own heart. But I also want to warn you to beware of those friends or family who test your convictions because they have none of their own. Yep. And I really want to encourage you to stand your ground in your convictions that are from the Lord. Um, beware of people that just want to push your boundaries and manipulate or complain or whine. Um, also, don't abort conviction and don't rescue others from the pain of conviction. Yeah, that's good. This is an important one. When someone is experiencing conviction, uh, you don't have to try to talk them out of it. Mm -hmm. You can actually just bless, hey, that might be the Lord. Thanks for sharing that with me. You should be faithful and obedient. But sometimes what we do is when our friends are experiencing conviction, we might also start experiencing conviction. So we try to talk them out of it so that we don't have to submit to it also. Yeah. And so we want to be careful not to put out the fire of conviction. Again, 1 Thessalonians 1.5, we want full conviction. We want the gospel with power, with the Holy Spirit in full conviction. And what did it produce? Much tribulation and the joy of the Holy Spirit. Conviction brings joy. Conviction brings peace. Conviction isn't a nasty or a negative or a harmful thing. Conviction is beautiful. Conviction is to be cherished and prized and getting the, the written word of God, Genesis to Revelation, down inside of your heart as a foundation. That is what causes the Lord to breathe conviction into our lives and show us right from wrong, good and evil, uh, bad or good, these things, our, our morality, our sexuality, all these things, we get them by being convicted by his word. His word carries us. His word convicts us. His word also comforts us. His word is like rain and snow. It's like fire. It's like a hammer. It's like a sword. It's so beautiful. We love God's word. It's powerful, and you should too. So don't don't ignore those convictions. Don't listen to the friends who want to put your fire out. Keep living for Jesus. Mm -hmm. We pray this encourages you, and if you've listened to the end here, please don't forget to like and rate this podcast with five stars. No four-star ratings, please, only five. <laughs> <laughs> and um, make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. We hope to be a blessing because we are doing this podcast out of the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Thanks Perfect. for listening.